This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. These guys survived the David Kahn era of Timberwolves basketball and live to tell about it. It's Flagrant Howls. And welcome in to your favorite Timberwolves lifestyle podcast, Phil Mackey, Kyle Tige over there. Uh, you've now had at least a few days to sort of uh, clear your head, get yourself right after a Vegas trip, Summer League. So we can do a little Summer League recap from a distance. We have a little bit more Carl Anthony Towns trade steam stuff out there. We've got over-under. So uh, shockingly here, a lot to talk about in Wolvesville today, <laughs> Kyle. We're uh, Which is good because we're we're a week or two away from like ranking jerseys. Or, I mean, I know you still have your top 100 list that you need to oh, yeah. debut, which will, I'm sure, send shockwaves through the internet. But uh, it's going to get pretty bleak here in a couple of weeks, and we just got to hang on. Um, although I do think there's, like, that whole World Cup basketball thing. So, like, we'll be able to watch. I know Ant is confirmed. Rudy. Uh, Nikhil. I think I miss it. Kyle, Isn't, like, maybe? Luca Garza playing for some obscure team, I, too? I think Dane had confirmed maybe that it was uh, he's just going to practice with the Bosnian team. I don't really know. Luca Garza is over in Europe right now hanging out with Rudy Gobert. There was, like, a Rudy Gobert, Austin Rivers, Luca Garza hmm. dinner that was posted on social the other night. So that's an interesting one. Uh, Austin Rivers has been kind of everywhere. He's still not signed, so he's a free agent. The Wolves still have a roster spot. I think they do have a need for a guard. Um, so I, I think there's maybe some sort of interest between the two. We hung out with Austin and talked to him in Vegas and he is, if he, as soon as basketball kind of is over for him, I don't think he's going to like play overseas or whatever. He's going to be on like ESPN. He's oh, good at he, that. He would be great, especially in this like digital podcast world. And there's so many NBA players that have taken great advantage. All the smoke has become one of the biggest podcasts, yep. you know, I mean, and all these networks too are carving out space. Showtime's carving out space, obviously ESPN. I do wonder at some point if, like Fox Sports One, because Fox doesn't have like mm-hmm. NBA rights historically, but if they jump into the mix at some point, they did steal. Fox did steal the um, Fox Sports One, the NBA and NBC theme song from the '90s for their college basketball. Oh, but there's, oh, wow, okay, yeah. But there's all sorts of platforms for guys like Austin Rivers, even if he wants to start his own thing, or maybe he wants to just like join up with us on Flagrant House. I, I, I should reach out to him. I'll try to get him for August because I think he would do it. He even yeah. said to me that. Uh, you know, because he he at summer league he was like interviewing Ant, he's interviewing these players, and he said he's like I'm caught in between. I'm still in the league, so I don't want to start throwing like people under the bus. Like and he said, like perk. Um, but he's in a he's in a unique spot. But I think once he's fully out of the league, he would be great. I mean, he has the name recognition. He hasn't maybe had the type of career that people thought he would have. But he's a Rivers, right? His dad. He went to Duke. He's got enough connections, and that's kind of the the model now. If you're not really successful podcasters like you and I, it's basically these athletes that just tell stories. I mean, Jeff Teague is trending on Twitter every day because he's just letting it rip and he has no care who he's offending or what he's saying. So I like hearing player stories because you never get that side of it. These guys are so buttoned up. Uh, so yeah, if, if Austin wants to get some reps in on this podcast to promote his other podcast, the Wolves don't have a podcast 
like host or player right now. So they need to no. fill that 15th roster spot with well, someone that has a podcast. So a uh, dumb question. When Austin Rivers is okay, so it is it's part of the ringer. Is part of the ringer, yeah. Deal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, off guard with Austin Rivers. Yeah, and I think his co-host is a is a friend of his from way back in the day. So you might not maybe know who the co-host is, but yeah, Austin's good at it. Um he's over there in Europe. I think it's like today we're doing this on the 17th of July. I we're about 3 or 4 weeks away from when that World Cup basketball stuff starts. So we'll be able to watch really competitive good games. I mean Team Canada's really good. Team USA is really young and, and has a lot of fun guys including Ant. So we're about a month away from basketball, but until then, we got to find any and everything we can talk about on on the internet. I'm pumped for this. So let's let's start with just kind of putting a bow on summer league here. So uh, the Wolves, you know, Josh Minot didn't perform as well as I I thought he was going to dominate a little bit mm-hmm. more. Just kind of any talk kind of a big game. What, what's what's your biggest like headliner to take away from the Wolves in summer league in Vegas? Well, a spicy take would probably be that Leonard Miller's probably just better than Josh already, yes. which I don't think is a negative towards Josh. I think it's more just a positive towards Leonard Miller. Uh, they did a bunch of like summer league recap stuff. Uh, Ricky, I think it's Ricky O'Donnell from SB nation did his 10 best rookies. Uh, he had Leonard Miller ninth, which is obviously really good. Uh, sometimes I have to pull back and remind myself and, you know, people listening that like Leonard Miller, Josh, my two second round picks. So, you know, we're not really trying to find a Jokic there. We're just trying to find a guy that can be in the rotation for a million bucks a year. Uh, I'm with you on Josh. I I do think the thing on Josh, we went into that, that the week of training camp and then summer league. And I got to talk to him and he had that chip on his shoulder. I said he was more business-like. Then I watched a couple games again because I'm a sicko and I was watching recaps. (laughs) Every time he like hit a three, I think he hit two of them, maybe in four or five games. He like put his hands up to the sky and like, thank God. And I think my overall takeaway from talking to him and watching him is he had just the business like mentality is great but he's putting so much pressure on himself now that he might have lost a little bit of like that jovial like listen man we just need you to to fly around in transition do your defensive assignments you can still rebound the ball really well yeah um he can get to the rim you know his shot wasn't falling but i think he's now a little too hard it's like dude you're 20 still like i know you want to be in the big leagues and you want to be a part of this nine ten man rotation but he was a little hard on himself. Obviously, Wendell Moore is disappointing. I think he only played two or three games. Very precautious uh, with his knee, but he didn't hit shots. So, underwhelming, I guess. Brandon Williams from Arizona could be a, a two-way guy. I, I liked his shot. He was mm-hmm. he can score. So get to the rim, but, yeah, yeah. Leonard Miller looks like a dude who is going to be fighting for <clears throat> maybe some backup four minutes this summer. So nothing bad. I know people are like, oh, the Wolves went one and four in summer league when they were in the championship a couple of years ago. I can't remember who was on that team, but they like lost to the Grizzlies in the championship. The Wolves went like 17 and 45 that next year. So Mm -hmm. summer league success or lack thereof doesn't translate, but I saw enough from Josh, enough from Leonard to think that, okay, these guys are progressing and maybe they'll get a chance here that this next season. Leonard Miller has to be the headline though, right? Cause he just, he, you know, the, and and I'm not the only one that is, you know, this isn't like a novel comparison, but he does remind you of Chris Bosch. He, I it, like that one. That was a good comp by you. Just and he's got I, what I was. I think surprised because I didn't really watch him. Like I didn't, I'm not like glued. To, you watch probably more G League. You like go back and just like be a sicko and watch yeah. Iowa Wolves games and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's you know true. I I'm not doing that as much as you are. So I didn't see him in the G League last season as an 18 year old. 
Um, so some of this stuff is like, yeah, dude, if you would have watched him last year, you wouldn't know this, but I didn't know he had a three level offensive game like that. He's knocking down threes in different spots. And then obviously he can, he can get to the rim and he's got some bounce, but he's got this sort of mid range game too, that it's the mid range game is coming back a lot more the last three or four years in the NBA where you can, you can take like baseline jumpers and elbow jumpers as long as it's efficient. And it's being, I think like welcome back into the game a little bit more. But there's a couple times where I was watching these these uh, summer league games, and he would just take like a little little baby fadeaway on the baseline from 12 feet, or like a little like you know jab step and a mm-hmm. jumper from like 15 feet off the elbow. Like wow, he's literally scoring from three from mid range and at the rim, and he can he can run up and down the court. It looks like he has even more frame to fill out too in the next mm-hmm. couple of years. So I don't know. I don't want to get like too excited just watching a guy you know, play a few games in summer league and then kind of go back and watch some G league highlights from last year. But Leonard Miller does feel like a guy that probably plays actual meaningful minutes this season for the Timberwolves. That's my, that's my biggest takeaway from, from summer league. And he needs him again. We're talking about 19 year olds, which I always try to put myself in those shoes and I don't even legally want to tell you what I was doing at 19. He, he he just want to see them flash skills that will translate uh, talking to actual Wolves front office people, their big thing was like he could rebound. He was maybe one of the best rebounders in the G League. That just translates. Usually, you see guys that can rebound at the college level, you know, the G League level. He was even on bad nights. He was getting ten rebounds uh, in summer league. So yeah, I think I'm with you on that. I actually, Josh probably let some people down by his lack of b- hitting threes from the outside. It seems like they want him to be more of a traditional small forward, which is great, but. If you can't shoot, then it's pretty much all over for you. Um, but my other big takeaway that I wrote down too was, especially when Brandon Williams went down with an injury and then Wendell was out a couple games, uh, it's no one's fault. I don't know exactly who put the roster together, but that Timberwolves summer league roster, uh, outside of the couple of names we all know, was pretty bad. <laughs> right, Mateo <laughs> Spagnolo like didn't play either, so they didn't really have any guards. And I wonder sometimes for like a Josh he would just look better with more competent guys that could get him open. They could get more yeah. spacing because that was a, that, that Wolves team, there were so many games and box scores where it's like the third quarter and they're two for 19 from three. And it's like, well, that's not going to help get Josh more open and get Leonard Miller more room to, to attack. Yeah. That, that's a fair point. Like, and, and I mean, it's not like an organization's top priority to be putting together like a nails summer league roster, yeah, right? right? You've got, right. You've got your young players from the last couple of years that you value the most. And then, you know, half the guys, there's zero chance that you would even take a look at to, to come to training camp. It feels like, but so, but yeah, you're probably right. If, if like, obviously when in the limited minutes that like Josh Minot played for the actual Timberwolves, how many games did he get in last year? Like, like eight or something. Yeah. Or? Got, especially garbage time. Too. I think he played like a serious one or two games. Otherwise there's a lot of like yeah. fourth quarter late stuff. Uh, and but you, was, but you could see like, like with actual NBA teammates, you could see like, Oh, he's doing Josh Minot things now mm-hmm. here and there. And he just, you know, it, it allows him to operate more, but in these summer league games, it kind of feels like, Oh, he needs to be the best player on the floor, which maybe isn't something he would ever be asked to do in an actual NBA game. Then again, that just sounds like making excuses for a guy that probably underperformed at Summer League. So. The, the In conclusion, the Wolves Summer League team was, I mean, oh God, this sounds so firm, like disappointing, more so like underwhelming. You just, you had hoped to see a little more. I mean, even on a bad night, Josh got you 18 points yeah. on a night that it was just inefficient, not making his free throws, not hitting any threes. So 
again, I had to remind myself that the hype I still think is still there for two guys that are on million dollar contracts for basically the foreseeable future. That's a really cost controlled asset. And you just want to know, can they come in and give us a little something? I think Josh has the size, the athleticism, the length to be dangerous in transition. And I think Leonard Miller has the skill set to uh, like if Leonard Miller would have just sucked, that would have been a bummer. He clearly did not suck. He just kicks his feet out when he shoots threes, um, is a little wild sometimes. Maybe not the defensive prowess that you would hope for, but he's also seeing him up close and personal. He's a lot bigger than I thought. So Chris Bosh comp is nice, like a some Chris Bosh skills, some Lamar Oldham skills. Uh, now you just need to kind of refine that these next couple months and see, you know, it, this Wolves team is really deep. Kyle Anderson's not going to start. Nas Reed is not going to start. They're both forwards or centers. Uh, your two young second round picks are well behind them on the depth chart, but maybe they can, you know, just fight their way into that rotation. Yeah. All right, Kyle, let's move into the reckless speculation portion of flagrant house here. Uh, And this is going to be presented by the way, by our friends at power lodge and Miller Marine here. So it is right in the heart of beautiful weather season here in Minnesota anyways. And so power lodge, three locations around the state of Minnesota, and Miller Marine in St. Cloud, your home for the biggest selection of Bennington pontoons and tritunes. Great pricing right now, so don't waste time. If you've been thinking about getting something to get out on the water, uh, there's Kyle right there. That's uh, some <laughs> B-roll of Kyle on the YouTube channel. You can go to millermarine.com and powerlodge.com and snag some throttle therapy here during uh, the downtime. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com on the NBA calendar. So, all right. Zach Lowe had Ian Begley on, who covers the New York Knicks for, is it SNY? I think it's SNY, yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to read you a transcript of a conversation between Zach Lowe and Ian Begley. And this is, I think this is all Begley here. Yes, these quotes are all from Begley. There were talks between the Timberwolves and other teams before the draft, and Carl Anthony Towns' name came up, said Begley. I don't know how aggressive the Timberwolves were with the Towns talks, if at all, but the Knicks could have gone there as well, and they clearly have decided not to go there at this point to engage further in cat discussions. What I had heard was that, uh, was that some people felt Cat's salary was too onerous, at least at this point, uh, I do think if the Knicks love the idea of Towns right now, they could have had him. That's my read on the landscape in general. Okay, that's part one. Let me give you part two to the reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. Our favorite NBA insider on Twitter, dropping dimes fifty. Oh God. <laughs> dropping dimes fifty. Who has he has? I don't know if breaking is the right word, but like. He has nailed some big NBA news over the past few weeks before like the big dogs have, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I think he's also been wrong a couple times, but he tweeted, Wolves are shopping cat about three days ago. Do you want to go first? 
No, going? I'll let you go first. I want to know what your thoughts are. Um, as I get older, I'm trying to work on some things like setting boundaries. Uh, good for my mental health. So I'm going to set some boundaries on this one. Uh, kind of danced around this for a couple of weeks, months, maybe years. I'm out on shopping Carl Anthony Towns right now, or just this idea. Because when I watch now tied into Summer League, which again, how are those two things connected? If you take, if you go look up like the Wolves three-point shooting from last year and you take Carl off it, and now there's no Torian Prince and now there's no D'Angelo Russell, um, I'm just, I, I'm out on Carl Anthony Towns trade rumors until someone shows me like something that makes this team not trash. Because when yeah, I was yeah. out, I mean, again, and I don't think that's what you're, I mean, we're not talking salary dumps. You and I are on the same page on that. But I was rewatching the, the interview that Ant did with Grady um, after he signed his extension. And Grady asked him, like, hey, you know, what would make for a successful season for, for this team coming up? And without even hesitation, Ant was like, Carl win an MVP. Is that likely? Probably oh, so KG not. KG and Anthony Edwards have both said Carl that, winning MVP. K- KG and Anthony Edwards is another topic for maybe next week's pod. We just go 30 minutes on the importance of putting those two in a room together and yes. ironing out all the, the BS that KG has with ownership. Uh, but I digress. I, I, anytime you want to talk about Carl now, I think we should start talking about Ant because we talked about Ant in exit interviews. Ant's face was glued on the side of a hotel wall in Vegas. If you want to trade Carl because you're tired of him sounding like a loser or a clown, which sometimes he does. Sometimes he makes me cringe. But he's not a felon. He's not. If you want to get rid of Carl, I need you to tell me now what you're going to get for him. Because if you just get rid of Carl because he makes you uncomfortable by the things he says and the team gets worse, that to me makes me nervous that then the bug gets an ant here. Like they don't know what they're doing. They're, you know, they're, they're not putting the right guys around you. Ant loves Carl. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing. That's a real combined thing. I don't know how he feels about all his teammates, but I know that he loves Carl. Yeah. Uh, and if you make this team worse, because Carl says dumb things in the summer, then you're just adding to classic Timberwolf syndrome. Um, so I, do I believe that they're shopping him? There's too many people now, whether they be egg avatars or real ver- verified journalists, they're like, there's some smoke. I'm sure there's some smoke. I'm sure they're like answering calls. I'm sure they're like, well, you know, what would you give us for him? But if they're really going to move on him, they need to know that they're bringing in. I don't want picks either, like, or I mean, maybe, but. I need real bona fide players because we've agreed now that this is Ant's team. They're building around Ant and you need to put the right guys around Ant. And I still think, and I think you think this too, like Carl would be the perfect second banana for a first banana and Ant, or maybe a third banana if Jaden pops off or whatever. But I'm just so out on trading Carl because we're tired of his shtick and not knowing like, you know, grass is greener center. What's going to actually make this team better? Because I still think there's no talent coming back it's half as good as Carl and Rand. Nope, that's all that's all fair. As a, as a guy like on on my end, I have absolutely had it up to my wits end yeah. at times the mm-hmm. last couple of years with some of the things he says, but also some of the things that he he does, like disappearing in big playoff games or this sometimes he has this like victim on the court mindset like the, like that the world the basketball world and the officials and everything is like out to get him it's like no you have more power over this than you than you think so is it fair to say i'm going to take what you said and kind of i'm going to put my own spin on it i still have questions especially with the new cba and the <laughs> new the new uh like luxury tax ramification stuff i have questions about Cat as one of those super max players and that role and that space he takes up 
in an organization and within the salary cap, I have questions about how far a team can go with this version of Cat taking up that much space. And and I and and you know, it's it's only fair for him to then get a chance to answer those questions starting with the first game in November. So it's like there's no use in piling on now. And he's also a really, really good player, a generationally skilled player who might even have more upside if he can tweak some of the mental stuff that's been holding him back and like stop being a foul machine, right? And if you're going to trade him, maybe the market is weaker now than it will be in a year from now. Like Mm -hmm. I would have thought the opposite that boy, in a year from now, everyone knows you have to get out from underneath luxury tax hell. So there's no way you're going to get a fair offer. But like, if the Dallas Mavericks trash offer with, you know, like Tim Hardaway Jr., mm-hmm. if like if that's the offer, I don't want that. That the, I don't think you're desperate to move out from underneath some of the the, the question marks that linger um, with Cat as a Supermax player. So I, I think I'm going to I'm going to keep having those questions about him. But I'm with you just tr- just getting rid of him for like 25 cents on the dollar and doing some sort of salary dump or something doesn't help Anthony Edwards right now. It doesn't help the organization. So in a perfect world, if you're going to move him for all the questions I just listed, you're going to get assets in return that can help make Anthony Edwards and the organization better and maybe fit the timeline better for a 22 year old superstar going forward. Right? Like, is it, it's not a black and white to me. It's kind of, there's like a big gray area here, this Carl Anthony towns conversation. And to throw it back again to the movie, we always reference in eight mile when Eminem, has that line that says you're saying the same bleep that he is. I do feel like the critical, and again, fans of all shapes and sizes should fan the way they want, but they're kind of saying the same bleep that everyone else is. And I go back to like, Carl was all NBA prior to this trade for Rudy. And now we're a year in and pretty much everyone and their uncle thinks that the fits weird. So it's like, so if you punished yourself by lowering cats value and then he got injured because you brought in a piece that doesn't fit, now you're just going to double, triple down on that by trading him for, like you said, 60 cents on the dollar. Like maybe you just ride this season out, see what happens, get a full 82 game view. And if the lumps are still there, then just swallow your pride and trade Rudy. If it doesn't mean we've seen Carl have his, like we've seen Carl be one of the 15 best players yeah. in the league. And he wasn't last year. And again, he compounds it by some of the silly things he says. But one of the, one of the things that really struck me was talking to someone in Vegas that was not employed by the Minnesota Timberwolves. And they said, I just don't understand. Well, and he was like, all fan bases hate a lot of their players right now and their coaches and stuff like the NBA in general. A lot of people are just angry. Uh, but he's like, it's always struck me that it seems like some of your fans want to get rid of them when very few NBA players publicly announce how loyal they are. And again, that shouldn't just give Cat a pass on everything he says, but he really wants to be here. He loves wearing Minnesota gear. I know that's minor, but what this guy said was, where do you th- like? Where do you think Ant gets some of that? Like Carl wants to be here. He's close with Ant, and when you know, if Carl was like Jimmy, he's like, "Get me out of here." That might Anthony Edwards is so impressionable. That's the thing that scares me a little bit. Is he's twenty one, and like if everyone's telling him good stuff, he wants to stay here. But yeah, if people that have been here a while that start to get you know flamed in the process or you know backstabbed or whatever, how much is Carl in Ant's ear? I don't, we don't really know, but if Carl's in Ant's ear more than we think, and he's saying, this is great, we're going to figure this out, I don't, I can't wrap my head around that whole thing yet, but I just, I'm just, i just not really – I'm kind of over this idea that we're going to just move him because he's a 
cringe listen in podcast, right? Like if we're just going to cancel everyone that's a cringe on a podcast, I won't have a side hustle. So yeah, by the way, like the cringe on a podcast stuff, like all the different things he said to me, it's less about like him being cringe on a podcast. It's more the mentality that he, yeah, it's like he's shining yeah. a light on, on why he has certain deficiencies on the court and, and, and whatnot. That's a good in that. That's that. When you said that a couple of weeks, I was like, that's, is this just who is he trying to say that like when the, when it says record, is he just trying to be a person or is he actually <laughs> showing you insights into how he thinks? And if it's the yeah. latter, that, that could yeah. be concerning. But like, even, even with that, I still stand by it. That's not a reason to just make a dumb trade. And, and to your point about Gobert, this is something else to think about. Let's say you've made the decision and it seems like they have as a franchise that this is the roster. Now let's throw a little Leonard Miller in here for some seasoning but largely going to run this thing back, got Nas Reed back in the mix, and then we'll we'll see what happens and then kind of figure it out next year. If in a year from now or in 11 months from now, you're going into next offseason and, and you know maybe you get to the playoffs and you get bounced again and it's kind of decided that, yeah, this whole like two big man thing, it, you know, it was fine. We got to the playoffs a couple of years, but one of them now officially has to go. Well, now like at that point, now there's only two years left on Gobert's contract it can almost be used as like a like a pseudo expiring in a deal, mm-hmm. right? That if you if you if you're trading to a team that has a long view, um, you know, maybe it's less of it's much less of a bad contract with two years left on it than obviously the four years that the Wolves inherited. So maybe you would be more likely to just say goodbye to the 32-year-old aging seven footer if you feel like there's you know, Nas Reed can kind of step in, fill some minutes, and you feel like Kat and Anthony Edwards have continued to build chemistry. I mean, there's we we've almost and I'm guilty of this too. We've kind of decided like, well, this is what the next chess move is for the yeah, Timberwolves. Right. It's either going to happen now or it's going to happen later. But there might be like five other chess moves that make more sense in a year from now, based on however, like if Jaden McDaniels explodes, like now the chessboard's different, right? If Anthony Edwards takes another big leap, the chessboard's different. If Anthony Edwards kind of plateaus a little bit, the chessboard's different. Yep. So I it, it they might trade Carl. That's a real thing. And Ian Begley or dropping dimes or. All, you know, if there's enough smoke out there that it's Drop probably not completely made up, <laughs> but I just, I come back to this idea that if you trade Carl, it just has to be because you think it can't be because of all the stuff we've talked about on the CBA, or it has to be because you think that is the chess piece in your words that, that takes him to the next level. It can't be because, well, we s- screwed ourselves with the Gobert trade and now we need to double down on that. Um, and this is, this is probably for like September, October when we do pods, but I don't know this timeline thing that we talk about. We clearly have one timeline now, and it's Ant's timeline. I think they're all, the three guys on the roster that are north of thirty are all could be expendable twelve months from now, right? Like Mike Conley's a free agent after this next season. Yeah. Kyle Anderson's a free agent after this next season. Uh, if you do look at Rudio as like a one and one contract, right, with that player option and and expiring in a sense, if you got off of those guys and got some assets in return, you probably have the youngest roster in the league all of a sudden right it's, Carl would be yeah. the oldest player on the team so that's just a bunch of ranting that I've wanted to get off my chest for a while I just I'm we this podcast this Timberwolves lifestyle podcast is a pro Anthony Edwards podcast thank you to all his friends for listening uh and we want whatever decisions are made to benefit Ant and the one move that will not benefit Ant is trading a guy away just for some scraps because you need to get save money or you know it doesn't fit next to rudy if rudy doesn't fit next to carl then maybe rudy's the guy that's got to go or whatever yeah so it's it's a pro anthony edwards podcast uh 
am am I am I weighing it enough to where it's an anti Carl Anthony Towns <laughs> no, podcast? Think, I'm working on it. You know, well, I think we've I don't want to bully the guy, and he deserves a chance to play some games before we start dumping again. But and we'll probably, you know, we I say let's give an a full 82 game sample size. We'll probably know within those first 20 games a lot of the. Chris Finch has been, we kind of opened up a Chris Finch wormhole. He's now done podcasts with everyone. Uh, and he's, his messaging is the same that we got to just get that offense figured out better. And he's pretty confident they will. Is that just summer league to, or, you know, summer talk? I don't know, but we'll know by Thanksgiving or early December, have, have they been able to unlock this too big thing? And if not, then that's when that next chess piece is going to happen. I mean, we've talked about it all summer, but the Carl, the next big move is going to be like the D'Lo move. They might wait until the last hour of the trade deadline in February. Uh, and Tim has shown he's pretty good at that. So yeah. TBD, uh, let's all stop saying dumb things on podcasts, except for maybe you and I. We'll just keep yeah. that moving. No, we can't promise to, to avoid saying <laughs> dumb things on podcasts. By the way, before we get to Kyle's question of uh, of the day here or of the week, I am told my sources inside Score North, if you go to scorenorth.com slash shop, there are flagrant howls, hoodies, and T-shirts up right now. Oh, my oh, wife is going to be amped. You, you and I can talk offline. We'll get you <laughs> get you what you need. All right, but uh, we have a. Uh, if you use the promo code at checkout, flagrant is good for fifteen percent off. So flagrant on checkout, fifteen percent off. scornorthcom slash shop, and there are a couple different versions of T-shirts oh. and some pullover hoodies. There's also uh, all kinds of like. The Vikings part of our uh, of our shop is pretty awesome too. Just the, the just one before I die hoodie and t shirt collections. Victory Monday, uh, even some uh, Mister Fourth Quarter comeback stuff. If you are interested <laughs> in such things, so yeah, go check it out. I love that. Shout out to you and everyone on the team because uh, what's well, pay week this week? But anytime I can get merch of like my favorite podcast or just you know I've said this before, but that's all I'm going to wear now when I fly is flagrant house stuff. So okay, they don't yeah, recognize remi- the face. Remind they- me offline, and we'll we'll uh, we'll send you some stuff, and we can both uh, rep on the podcast here. So I uh, two qu- quick things I wanted to clear up since we do a lifestyle podcast. I did want to shout out. This was a couple weeks ago. Maybe we'll have to have her on, but I'm pretty sure you're kind of a game show guy. We talked about that offline, but uh, Angie Nyquist. Big Wolves fan. She's the one that kind of went viral a couple weeks ago. She had the Nas Reed cat. She was on Jeopardy, so I just wanted to shout her out. Yeah. I finally got to watch a couple of the episodes. Like, yep. she's fantastic. So shout out to her. And then uh, there was a question last week to close Summer League for good. Someone had asked about that Ant story about, like, did I get to play next to Ant or whatever because of a credential? Yeah. And as someone who's not paid by Summer League but wants to promote the hell out of it, uh, no. The credential at Summer League is probably the least meaningful credential there is because we're all lumped together as civilians anyway, which is totally cool. But that was just, again, everyone's in Vegas, all those teams. And you can just stay at the hotel of where your favorite team might play, which is kind of weird. But uh, And you, you just see these guys out in the wild. That's what's cool about Summer League is that there's not security staff and you know all these red velvet ropes. It's just athletes living a life in Vegas for a weekend like you and I would live it. So... I just bellied up to a blackjack table next to Ant, like I bellied up to a craps table next to Jalen Clark, and it's another reason why if you have fr- or, you know kids and stuff, it's a great spot. These guys know what they're signing up for in summer league, like they're down to take pictures, they're down to sign autographs. Uh, so go to summer league if you're a basketball fan. Go to summer league. Phil and I are going next year. We're gonna be, I'm gonna be trying to get Phil to do live shows. At so just, just to clarify, you're saying uh, Britney Spears did not have a credential at summer league. 
I don't think she did. No, she probably okay. she saw Leonard Miller pop a little bit. She probably wanted to get his photo too. But she, yeah. uh, I don't even think she has a residency anymore. But then someone's like, no, she just lives at the Aria. I was like, wow, that would be. Imagine if you and your wife just like had a had a condo we, at the Aria. We, we thought about it. We stayed at the Aria for two nights, two weekends ago, and thought, I don't know, do we need to go back? Uh, we gotta, uh, we love our dog. We should go. We should go say hi to our dog. Yeah, Maya would be mad. Imagine us bringing Maya Mackie though, like on the casino floor. Like, let's go get some Starbucks. Let's play a little craps. Maya's just posted up. She could go pee on the blackjack tables too. You know, some of the the lower stakes ones where they can just. Yeah, I, um, you know, I had a beverage or two. I almost did that, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to clear that up because again, <laughs> you don't need a credential. You just you go to summer league, you get to see your favorite athletes. It's it's a cool experience because once the season starts, those guys are all so protected and secure. Like. It's not the same vibe. Um, but no, speaking of Vegas and hotel rooms, it's not really a question this week. I just, I guess it is. I can word it as a question. When did the hotel industry or the resort industry make it that you need to have a room key to get through the elevator? I totally understand security, but it is a pain in the bleep sometimes when you don't always have a room key attached to you. And then we can send people to Mars, I think, soon. But I can't put my room key in my wallet because some other thing is going to demagnetize. Like, where okay. do you want me to put my room okay. key? Just go so, away. But it's just take it that wherever you want. It's just there is there is a new at Aria. All right, this is not an Aria ad. They have evolved this even further in a good way. So I'm with you. Like I feel like, well, a couple of things. I do like the fact that not everyone can just go anywhere. Right? I don't need people okay. like, you know, walking anywhere, you know, and if, if you're paying good money to go stay at a okay. nice hotel or something like let's not just let everyone roam free. Okay. But I'm with you. It's kind of a pain in the ass to just have like this piece of plastic that could get like wiped out by your credit card or something. Right. The magnetized thing. It is kind of a pain in the ass. So at Aria, you download the app. This is the only way that you can do this. They don't actually have plastic cards. You download the app. And as long as you have an account and then it connects to like your reservation, your room key is your phone. So oh, you, you okay. open the okay. app and you scan it in the elevator. You scan it at the door. It just gives you like a code for the time, a key code for the time that you're there. Okay. So you're just now you're just carrying around your phone and you don't have to worry about like losing the, the plastic card or getting drunk and dropping it in a toilet or some, you know, whatever. Well, Pretty awesome. I sound like a loser. I don't think i knew that technology existed so that's how old i, I didn't okay, either that, until that's... two weeks ago it was okay. brand new and i was i was such an old guy trying to figure it out like at one point there was a line of people to get to the elevator corridor and there was because it was like at nighttime there's a security mm -hmm. guard checking everyone and i'm like Fuck, you know, my wife's like do you have it do you have it i'm like i'm trying to get into the app i don't know you know i'm like holding up the line but once you figure it out it's pretty awesome man Get rid of those plastic cards. Every single night at about four in the morning, we'd have to go to the front desk and be like, hey, our room keys don't work. And this young kid was always like, well, did you put it in your wallet next to your credit cards? And I was like, where else the hell else would I put it? Like, He's like, well, you don't want it to get demagnetized. And I was just but like, like, where are you supposed to put it want, then? Do you have a lanyard that I can wear so I can look like I'm a college freshman and wear it around my neck? Like, I don't understand. So the phone would have been good. My problem was that one morning I left my key in the room and I left my phone to charge. And at that oh, point, like no. I said, I was pretty much, you could have said I was in Zimbabwe. Like, I was so. And now how, like, God, you feel screwed. so weird. Now, now you're one of the guys that has to be like, oh, can I borrow your phone? Can I borrow your, can I borrow your phone or your room key? I just need to go get my phone. No, you're shady. I, oh, I definitely judged books by his cover. And I was like, I found an older lady, much older. And I was just like, can I use your phone quick? And I was going to try to email Dane. And she cut that. She's like, no. I was like, okay, cool. So, and I'm not on the reservation. <laughs> 
Uh, so it's like, there's really no way I might just die down here. This is where I live. But uh, okay, thanks for shout- shouting out the the new apps and stuff. I hope all hotels have that. But yeah, just I, I do understand the security thing. But there are just times where you forget a room key, you go run, get ice, or you do something, you go get some Starbucks for your family. And uh, you're just pretty much, you might as well not even be in Vegas. Dude, one it was time, a tough hang. my first time in Vegas, it's probably, I was probably like 22 years old. It's like 2008 to 2009. And uh, old Macadac had a couple too many cocktails that night. We wound up uh, we wound up in like six different places out till whatever time in the morning. And I remember, uh, well, I remember. So I, I was dreaming, and I somehow like got up and like half sleepwalked. I think I was. I think what happened oh was God. I was trying to go to the bathroom. And I'm just like in my boxer briefs, right? Like nothing, like just, just like my boxer now, briefs, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And uh, so I, I was going to go to the bathroom, but instead of opening the door to the bathroom in the hotel room, I opened the front, like the door to the hotel room and mm-hmm. walked out that door without a room card or anything. And it closed behind me. This is like three or three thirty in the morning. And then it closed behind me and I snap out of it quick and I realize, <laughs> oh, like I opened the wrong door to go to the bathroom. I'm now in the hallway and there's no one like, thank God, by the way, but I can't get back in. So I go, I go down one door. And my my buddy was staying in the next room, and I'm like banging on his door. But now I'm like the guy banging on hotel room doors at three o'clock in the morning. It must have been like a half hour, dude. I literally sat in the hallway. I would try knocking every five minutes, and finally he hears and wakes up, and uh, opens the door. He's like, "What is happening right now, dude?" I'm like, "Can I just like crash in here until I <laughs> figure out how to get back in my room?" I know that we have really spun this podcast now into uh, the the slowest part of the year, but I hope just one person listening to this can feel I'm not joking when I say no room key, no phone. Dane's doing like K fan hit. I'm not on the reservation. And the line to check in because it's like a Sunday morning is probably 300 deep. I haven't felt that vulnerable since probably like I did a speech class in high school. I was like, I'm, I bring it up again because I was. And you start thinking like, oh, you may, maybe I could just, uh, maybe I'll just text Phil. And it's like, well, you don't have a phone. Like you can't, there's no way for you to com- <laughs> communicate with literally anyone. There's no smoke signal. So yeah. just go lose all your money at the casino and then maybe they'll arrest you, I guess. It is and funny. Like, the, like when you lose your phone, the first five things you think about for a solution <laughs> involve your phone. Oh, um, oh, I'll just, uh, <laughs> I'll just call. I'll just call. Oh, I don't know. I don't have any numbers. I'll email my wife. It's like, oh, wait, no, you don't have a phone. Yeah. So that was a, if nothing else, just be, be responsible. When you go to Vegas, go to summer league next year, Phil and I will be there and down stay at places that you can use the the app. That sounds awesome. By the way, like I'm, you made me sound stupid by showing that technology really is advancing. Um, You're like, Oh, it's really tough. Like uh, these phones with like the dial thing on them. I don't know how to use those. Oh yeah. Well, they got rid of those. A while yeah. God ago. forbid they would have had a way for me to like call the room or whatever, but they just, it's, <laughs> it was like Alcatraz. It was really tight. Uh, and I was a prisoner. So, all right, there's some uh, some Vegas advice for you guys right there. I don't know how much. Yeah, there is and to if you want to, if there, does anyone wants to rant about anything else, there's a lot of other things I want. But we need about a month of ideas. We're gonna keep doing this, but we need about a month of ideas because we'll get some guests on. We've got we've got some stuff in the hopper, and we're gonna be tracking uh, every single Timberwolf playing internationally here. We'll do full breakdowns of all the games. It'll be great. Yeah, we should. Uh, we have to get really patriotic for that. Uh, the, I, I think from tonight, it's Monday, is the f- summer league finale. Which, again, of all the things Adam Silver has done poorly, making people spend 11 nights in Vegas for Summer League, which is 
progressively getting worse as a product because everyone sits their guys out. It was 117 in Vegas yesterday. I yeah. Godspeed to anyone that was there. Uh, but I really think the Wolves will now quietly go on hiatus for a couple of weeks. But it'll pick up with, I mean, I think in August, guys become extension eligible on some stuff around the league. So you'll start to see me. And I think, I think there was a, the Donovan Mitchell trade last year was in like September. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rudy was, you know, early July, but Donovan Mitchell wasn't traded till September. So James Harden, Damian Lillard, if there's three teams or the Wolves involved in that, it's not going to completely die, but I think the next couple of weeks are going to be a little slower. Yes, there's going to, but there will be, there will be some blockbusters for sure at, at some point. So, Hey, if you guys could give us a uh, subscribe, click and a like click on the score North YouTube channel and on the flagrant house podcast feed, Apple specifically a five-star rating and a positive review. You can help us spread the word about what is fast becoming one of the top 50 basketball podcasts in America, according to the Apple charts. We're climbing our way up, baby. We're coming We're for you. Top 25. Top Welcome 50. To you, Paul George. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next time on Flagrant Howls, your favorite Timberwolves lifestyle podcast.